In January 1781, Mozart, who was then just about to turn 25, was visiting Munich to put finishing touches to his opera Idomeneo, which had been commissioned for the Munich court and was about to receive its premiere. Now, for most composers, completing your first major opera and overseeing its premiere might be enough, but not for Mozart, because he found time to write a chamber work for the court orchestra's phenomenal principal oboist, a gentleman called Friedrich Ramm. That work is the quartet in F major for oboe and three strings, violin, viola and cello. We can judge Friedrich Ramm's enormous capabilities by the virtuosic part Mozart created for him, a part which also takes advantage of recent improvements in the oboe's mechanism, which is why you will hear a few very high Fs above the stave popping out here and there. The first movement is a sonata form allegro, and Mozart takes a good deal of care in the development section here. This quartet is already in advance on his earlier flute quartets. The middle movement is a soul-searching adagio in D minor, and is entirely compatible with some of the more profound moments in Idomeneo, the opera which had been his chief concern for the previous several months. Lastly comes the rondo, a joyous allegro in 6-8, although Mozart pulls a very nifty trick about halfway through. All in all, this quartet plays more like a small concerto, and you might think the oboist gets to call all the shots, but Edward Wang, the oboist in our performance, has his own ideas on that subject, as you will hear. Mozart's oboe quartet, this was written in early 1781 for a Munich virtuoso, Friedrich Ramm. Mozart apparently takes the, the oboe up higher than it was previously used to going. Can you talk a bit about that? This quartet is quite dynamic in terms of what it requires the oboe to do. As you mentioned, there are moments when it takes the oboe register quite high. Uh, there are notes as high as like the high F above the stave, and that is, or was at the time, one of the highest notes for the oboe. It's funny because I always get this feeling, oh, it's not going to come out, isn't it? And then it doesn't come out. <laughs> but, um, you know, worrying about it won't help. Is that still a, a tricky note for oboists, that very high F? On a modern instrument, it shouldn't be. But sometimes, if you doubt yourself, obviously it won't come out. So that, that, that's just a, a little technical thing that I worry about sometimes, which really shouldn't affect the music. <laughs> but um, yeah, going back to what you were saying about the, uh, the register and the dynamic aspect of the, the quartet, I think if you listen to it, you'll find that Mozart does sort of use all aspects of the instrument, tries to explore all the possibilities and try to make the quartet as interesting to listen to for everyone. In terms of character, the first movement is like this really um, stately, excited person just, you know, going for a lovely walk down the street. And then the second movement is like everything has been taken from that person. It is just such a devastating little number. And then back to the third movement, it's like, oh, everything was actually fine in the end. <laughs> it's like, oh, this person hasn't lost anything. And if anything, they're probably happier than they were in the first movement. So it's, it's like this really funny um, contrast between how much a person can vary over the course of a day. And this quartet only goes for 15 minutes. So it's like there is so much changing in this music 
it is incredible. And he uses like the register for that. He uses the, the long phrases and like the short phrases and like the different types of articulation, like everything in that quartet, um, from the oboe writing to the string writing, there is so much variation and so much interest. We had a lot of fun going through all the details and trying to make every single gesture of that piece really convincing. Well, I want to talk about that because we call it an oboe quartet. It's, a, it's of course an oboe with three strings, but it's not a wind quintet. It's not a string quartet where, where everyone gets a say. This seems to me it really is the oboist's show. How much leadership did you have to show and how much of a say did everyone else have in the final interpretation? I would have to probably quantify it as 25% each. <laughs> my approach to chamber music is, is, is never more than my share. It's called an oboe quartet, but it's it's a quartet. <laughs> it's not an oboe concerto. Yeah, I, I don't like thinking about it as if I'm, you know, the star of the show. In some cases you really need to be, but I, I think in this, in this quartet, you really don't want to be. There's so much like beautiful inner workings of this quartet. Um, I try to encourage the other guys in the quartet to absolutely make the most of what they're playing. The cello line is, is actually really stunning. Despite having the fewest notes of all plays in the group, there are so many harmonic changes that it drives that are actually incredibly interesting to listen to just by themselves. That's especially true in that very beautiful and poignant slow movement, I think. The harmonies in the three string instruments are, are really extraordinary. But you're right that there's an incredible mood change between the three movements. Now, the last movement is a really gorgeous rondo in 6-8 time. And I, I think Mozart's kind of the king of 6-8, I've decided. I don't think anyone writes better 6-8 movements than Mozart. And this one's a real ripper. Um, but he does something really nifty about halfway through. Can you explain to us, please, what happens about halfway through this movement? It's a little after halfway through that Mozart changes the time signature for the oboe part to 4-4 four, four instead of 6-8. I think it's a cross rhythm where you've got, you know, two different simultaneous rhythms, but the dominant metric is still on the same first beat. That's a very technical sort of explanation. The, the main feel is that um, oboe goes crazy uh, and the strings are still waltzing. <laughs> Which is another really funny part about this music. It's that, you know, he, he actually just does whatever the hell he wants. It's really funny. It's it's like the same thing I was saying before, how, you know, one person can go through all these different moods in the day. And Mozart's like done that perfectly because he's had a really carefree waltz going on. And then in the middle, it's like, oh my God, it's actually not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> and the over has a massive freak out and it just, it all goes back to normal. <laughs> And then he actually adds in a, a high F just at the end of this freakout, which is really funny too. Well, Eddie, I really enjoyed your performance and thanks so much for talking with us. Thanks for having me.